We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often an hour's. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one day rule on its head and offer back to back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code datable and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. The Dateable podcast features real stories from real people of how they make modern dating work or not. Each episode will not only offer you a new perspective on dating, but will also change the way you date. I'm your host, Yue, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear commentary from my producer, Julie Krafchick, and other surprise co-hosts. For all of our San Francisco listeners, come meet the Dateable team, favorite past guests, and other listeners Thursday, May 23rd. We're partnering with 941 Social Club, where you'll get 10 drinks at 10 Polk Street bars for only $15 by using the code DATEABLE. Don't forget, the code is DATEABLE for this exclusive discounted price, and also so we can tell you a meeting spot for the Dateable family. We'll have the event posted on our Facebook page and Instagram, or go to datablepodcast.com slash Polk Street Pub Crawl to get your tickets today. Now, back to the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. And when we date in this modern world, we need a support system. We need like a BFF, circle of friends. We need coworkers, whatever support we can get to get through the trenches of dating. Coworkers. Coworkers could work, (laughs) right? Coworkers could work. Your local bartender could also work. But today we're focusing on a specific friendship between two wonderful women we met at an event at The Wing. Before we get to their friendship, I've been reflecting on this idea of having a best friend and having someone you can count on all the time. And I feel like being an Aquarius that I am, I just has so many different kinds of best friends Mm. throughout my life. I can't just pinpoint one. It's I'm, me. Just yeah. admit it. It's Julie. I got everybody. You don't I mean, have to beat around the bush. It's always been Julie. Even before I met her, she's, she's just been the one for me. She's my soulmate. I'll let you keep going. <laughs> but, you know, growing up as a, um, when I was in middle school, I thought you could only have one best friend. Mm. And I was like so, so much pressure. And when I got to my early 20s, it was like, who's going to be your maid of honor? You know, like the ultimate covetous spot. But I find support in so many different ways, but I think the one person who's always been consistently my best friend is... My dog Mojo! Oh, <laughs> what a letdown. 
<laughs> it has always been my mother. Oh. Always been my mother, hands down. And we have a very special bond where we talk about everything. My mother and I talk about sex. We talk about dating. She's very open-minded. And our dynamic has changed so much throughout the years because she's always been the authoritative figure when I was younger. But I think in recent decade, she's become the student and mm. I've become the teacher. Mm. So we've talked about therapy and communication and relationships, how she can communicate better with my father. You know, she's only dated and been with one man her entire life. So she is very curious about my life all the time. She loves going on the apps, just swiping because she's God. like, and the guys that she would choose for me, I would never ever choose <laughs> for myself, course. of, of course. course. But of it's course. hilarious. It's always hilarious the way uh, we communicate and the way we bond. So that's been my main support system. What about you, Julie? Oh, I think I have the group as well. Mm. It's changed over the years. Like I've had my one best friend since like freshman year of college. That is still one of my best friends today. Is that Kate? Yeah. Hi, Kate. But I think also, like, throughout the years, I've definitely gained other best friends. And I agree with you. It's, like, not one. Mm -hmm. So there's certain people I turn to in different instances. Um, But, of course, if I need everyone's opinion, I'll just hit them all up. And sometimes I'll copy and paste the same message. Group message. (laughs) No, no, no. I'll do it individually, but it will be copy and paste. paste Someone's like, how are you typing that fast? Wow. You really make us feel special, Julie. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I just want like the different perspectives. So you got to get that with a group, right? And one of the best ways to get different perspectives is to get a perspective from someone who's not in your same generation. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to our guest today. Their names are Amanda Ines and Amanda's 31 years old. Ines is 70 and they're best friends and they've shared a lot of dating stories and conundrums and advice with each other have been a very uh, strong support network for each other. And we want to explore their friendship, but also get into the dating part of how that's played into their friendship. So Amanda is originally from LA, currently lives in Oakland. She's been there for three years. She's in a monogamous relationship. And Inez is originally from Brazil. She's huge in Brazil, by the way. Okay. Blows up the internet by how big she is. Right, right. Definitely. She's been in San Francisco for 23 years and she is single and actively dating y'all. I feel like Inez wants to dance right now. She's just like <laughs> constant movement. This is a good platform for me, isn't it? Yeah. It really yes. is a good platform. I wish we were doing video so you yeah, can see yeah. the two steps she's like, doing. Uh, we'll save that for later. We'll save that so for later. So they can see me flipping my hair. But this is a great way to talk about how you two met because it had to do with dancing. It did. So I actually went to a 4th of July party at a friend's house and I recognized Inez and Inez is friends with my friend's mother. And I was like, I recognize you from swing dancing. I had seen Inez sure. on the dance floor and I had noticed her because she was really happy when she would dance and she would oftentimes slap her leg and be laughing. <laughs> so I definitely took note. That's me. And so then the next time that I went to this Thursday night dance, I saw Inez and we started to say hi to each other and then our friendship grew yeah. out of that. Yeah, so we became friends out of that, too. You know, the the dancing, I think, was our connection at the beginning. We always meet at the dance floor, talk about the different guys that were coming to come and dance. <laughs> oh. He's coming for you. No, no, no. He's coming for you. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, and then after that, we started having brunch before we would go dancing. And, you know, from that, our relationship grew. That's a good segue to what were your dating lives like at this point? Yeah. And when you met and how many years ago was this? Five years ago. Okay. So five years ago, where were you? We were were both single. single, not dating. Yeah. I mean, dating, but we didn't have a significant other. Okay. And then how were you dating? I was dating on the app. So I was probably on Tinder and Bumble. I don't remember the exact one at the time. I don't go on apps. So I was dating at people that I met at different, a guy that I met at a restaurant one mm. time, another time, a guy that I met at an airport. So traditional in us. So traditional. Because <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> Inez attracts people. People are drawn to Inez because she's very happy and exuberant. Yeah. You know what though? We always say that's a problem of modern dating, that we're all in our own worlds with our headphones on and you're just living life. You're just just slapping your leg, whether you're happy or itchy. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's just living life. It works. I think that that's, uh, I don't know. I just, I did try apps, Mm -hmm. but uh, you know, just to see what it was all about. One time Amanda helped me. 
It was not for me. And、uh-huh. you were married for I many years. I was married for forty years. Forty、wow. years,、yes. and your husband passed. My husband many years passed. ago.、Uh, nine years ago. Okay. Nine years ago. And so, how many years after he passed did you get back into the dating scene? It took me. We had the place in San Francisco and the place in LA where my son, my daughter-in-law, and my grandkids live. And、uh, after he passed, I spent one year more in LA,、mm-hmm. and then I realized that I was ready to just be on my own. I thought it was time for me to start facing that I now was by myself, you know, and that I'm not supposed to have my son and my daughter-in-law and my grandkids around me all the time. So when I thought it was time, which took about a year, I said, "I'm going to go back to San Francisco, guys." You know, my daughter-in-law started crying a little bit, and but I knew that this was going to happen. Was there like a time between moving here and then when you started actively dating? Maybe about a month. Oh, about a month I was、okay. here. It was like you know, okay, life is different now. I am not a new woman, but I have a new set of goals for my life. You know,、mm-hmm. and among this set of goals is I'm now going to be available. But it was a year, a year in the month. And I think over the time that I've known you, you've started dating more and more. Yes. So I say when I first met you, you、True. weren't as out there as you are now. I agree. So you were、I、open,、agree. but not like、yeah. actively doing it、yeah. as much.、Yeah. And what about you, Amanda? And, uh, obviously, you were not married to someone for forty plus years when you two you met. You were alive for forty were, plus years. I know you were barely <laughs> out of college when you two met. Yeah. So, what was your dating history like? My dating history.、Um, I had had my first love was kind of an international situation. He, I met him here, and then he moved to Vietnam, and we had a long distance thing、mm-hmm. for a while. And then when I moved out here, I was single on the dating apps, maybe six months. After I met Inez, I started dating someone more seriously, who was another swing dancer. And、yeah. then I was in a relationship with him for around a year and a half. And then I went back into the dating world. Can we just talk about the swing dancing for a sec? All right. Apparently, this is like the hot spot to meet people. Amanda, you told me the last time we saw each other, you said you like met two or three boyfriends from it. Yeah, I have dated several people from swing dancing, and then had、mm. one serious boyfriend from swing dancing. And I think the great thing is that you dance with someone. There's no pressure to dance with them again. It's kind of the norm that you dance with one person, you dance with another person. So it's a very low pressure way、yes. to meet a lot of different、yes. people. And then the people that you're drawn to and are drawn to you, you can go back and dance with them more and kind of gradually, as you、mm. see them over the weeks at dances, form something true, more. True. True. Let's talk about this idea of cross generational learnings. And I guess let's start with Amanda. What are some things that you've learned from Inez throughout the years that you've applied to your own dating life? The biggest thing that comes to mind is not to settle. I had gone through a breakup; it must have been maybe four years ago now, and I was very upset about it. And I went over to Inez's place, and you know, was crying. And Inez was giving me advice and, and chocolate, and chocolate, and, and champagne. <laughs> very important. So、yes. friends are for flowers. Yeah, yeah. necessary. Totally necessary. I mean, Inez really encouraged me to not. Settle down too quickly and to really enjoy time by myself. And Inez is a great role model of enjoying life by herself. Inez will take herself to the symphony, to the opera. She'll go on vacation. She'll go to that fancy restaurant she wants to go to. She'll dress up just because, not to impress anyone else. And so I had this great role model of I can take time to do things by myself and enjoy being by myself. And that was really important in terms of I didn't feel pressured to go back out and date right away. Because、um, and I also saw that it can be really fulfilling to be by yourself. So it took away that anxiety of needing to find someone because I wanted to find someone, but I realized that if I didn't, I could be fine. You know, one of the things that I was always Impressed after I lost my husband was that I did not want to wait for somebody to enjoy life.、Mm-hmm. So you know, I wanted to go to the movies. Why should I find a girlfriend to go to the movies with me? I、mm-hmm. I can listen. I can see the movie that I want to see. So I started steady and slowly doing things by myself. And that's what I told Amanda. I went to the movies by myself. Then suddenly I go to the theater by myself. Then I want to go to the symphony by myself. And then started.、Yeah. You know, I want to go to this. Fabulous restaurant. Why do I have、mm. to wait and check if somebody has the time to go to the restaurant with me? No, I can go by myself.、Right? Awesome. <laughs> so steady and slowly, I started doing things by myself. When I mostly when I came back to San Francisco, and I realized that I kind of enjoyed it. So that's a really good point because I remember the last time we spoke, and then when you when you two did your talk, you said you were deeply in love with your husband. I was. You had an、I、amazing、was. marriage. I was. And 
And after your husband passed, you found joy in hanging out with yourself and being by yourself. So for any guy to take time away from that, he would have to be someone pretty stellar, right? Because that was your way of filtering out the guys who weren't worth your time yes. while you were dating. Yeah, exactly. And it sounds like, Amanda, that's something that you've definitely taken. And yeah, I definitely embrace that as well. So I spent a good you know, year and a few months yes. dating before I settled down again. Dating yeah. and just enjoying life. What other commonalities did you find having a friend that was in her 70s with your dating lives? We found that it's just always complicated. You know, you'd like to think that it gets easier oh with God, age or so that you learn or that the men learn. And we found that <laughs> not really. Can we, we face... talk about some of those complications? Yeah, sure. I think one of the things that we can talk about is the DTR talk. <laughs> <laughs> right, Inez? Define yeah. the relationship. Did you know what a DTR was? No, <laughs> you know, Amanda tells me, you know, you need to have the... I, I was complaining about this guy that I was dating. I said, I thought that by now he would know better. Because it's older, you know. First, she told me it's very complicated. And I go, yeah, 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 I know. Then she goes, you need to have the DTR talk. I go, I what? Know. The DT what? The DT what? So she explained Is to that me contagious? what it was. <laughs> So I thought it was so funny that you would have to have a DTR talk and, you know, yeah. with I had no idea about that, you know, because he wanted me to be his girlfriend. Right. Just my girl. You Are you my girlfriend? He kept asking me all the time. Oh. And that kind of really upset me. I did not want yeah. to be girlfriend. I just wanted to be girlfriend sometimes. And that's you know? probably when you dated your husband. Exactly. You probably didn't have any of these conversations. No, it just kind no, of was This was millions assumed. of years ago. Are you right. kidding me? that time, you know, it was assumed exactly, right. you know. So it was interesting that when Amanda explained that to me, I thought it doesn't, but it does make sense mm -hmm. because you need to establish, yeah. it's almost like establish boundaries, right? Yeah. A DTR talk. Establish yeah. boundaries and then identify what you want, identify what the other person wants and then talk about exactly. whether it's compatible. Yeah. 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 It's, it's rule driven, but it is. It's interesting because I think with modern dating, we've realized that just relationships come in so many shapes and forms. Yes. And what I'm learning from you guys is that despite age, doesn't change. It's still no. people of variety of needs and variety of ways that they approach relationships. Uh, I think case so. in point, ghosting. Let's oh. talk about the ghosting. We gotta talk about ghosting. So Inez was uh, flirting with this man, and he went away on a fishing trip, and so he was sending Inez texts and like selfies with the fish, and you know, of course, Inez was sending them to me, and it seemed like things were going well. We were both kind of excited about this prospect, like this Mister fisherman you know like i'm going to be an outdoorsy woman now and he said you know maybe one time we go fishing together and i thought eh, fishing is not my thing but i you know i liked him yeah. i didn't like fish but yeah, i like him minded. yeah open-minded yeah and um, i call him in and i go i mean i go so how's the fish guy we call him the fish guy how's the fish guy and i go i don't know he suddenly he just doesn't text me anymore he doesn't nothing you know, nothing he's like he disappear and amanda goes Oh, I think you've been ghosted. Uh oh. And I go, I mean, what? And she goes, You've been ghosted. And I go, What's that? <laughs> so she explained to me what ghosting is. I go, I don't believe this. I cannot believe that somebody that's been talking to you suddenly disappeared. That is so rude. So rude. So rude. No one would ever do that. No. <laughs> I could not believe it. I said, he, At least he could tell me, you know, I'm not interested in you anymore. She said, No, that's. Why it's called ghosting? He's a ghost now. <laughs> I could not believe it. I had been ghosted. Yeah. And then about maybe a month later or something, I call her. They go, remember the guy that, that I was talking to and everything? I said, he stopped texting me. I think I've been ghosted. Again. <laughs> oh my God. Again. And I've been laughing, you know, and she goes, Ines. It's not supposed to be a fun thing. I said, like, you're the first I said, one that's been so happy about ghosting. I know, I know. I go, yeah, 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 but I'm 70 and I've been ghosted. I think that's cool. <laughs> you're getting the modern dating experience, yes, that's yes, for yes, sure. Yes. Have we verified that these guys actually did ghost? Oh my God. Or, well, are you saying what I think no, you're saying? No, I'm just, what, I'm what, just asking, what like, what? Have you reached out to them? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh my God, ghosting is no, going no, no. to a whole different level. The fish, the fish one is alive. I know he's okay. alive. How do you know he's alive? I know alive? he's alive because I've seen him. Oh, oh. you've seen him? I've seen oh, the but, See, but you had to snub him. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just going to say, even when you're in your 30s, you always want to give people the benefit of the doubt. Like, oh, maybe something happened. Yeah. And oh, then, yeah. of course, oh, in the 70s, oh, oh, you're like, maybe oh, oh. they passed away. Yeah. 
Oh, and I, like, I no, saw no, that no, motherfucker. No. I saw the motherfucker. <laughs> Did you say anything to him? No, I totally ignore him. Oh, I ghosted him in person. Oh, oh. By. boom! You know, he was like kind of looking at me, and I just passed by. So this is all like the standard, right, Amanda? Like you're like this is the typical. Yeah, yeah it was interesting to see Nez's reaction because it reminded me, like, oh wait, like people shouldn't do this to each other. But yes, before that, gross. I had thought of it as pretty normal. Like, no, I mean, it happened yeah, to me. No. It happened to all my friends. Yeah. And so it did give me some perspective. It's incredibly rude. Oh, so rude. Incredibly rude. Oh. Was there anything else that you like really took away from Inez's experience? I think it just would be that like behavior really doesn't change. Human nature is human True. nature, whether you're 20 or 50 or 70 mm, yeah, yeah. or 90. And so we've experienced a lot of the same dilemmas. Wow. And yeah. that's just because human nature is pretty constant. True. And people don't really, from what I've seen, like tend to get more respectful in dating necessarily. Right. Right. So interesting. I feel like you always think people are going to grow up, right? No, no, no. no. That's exactly what up. I thought. This guy that I was dating was 64. I thought he should know better. I'm a cradle rock. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the youngest. The young She's one. a brick cow. <laughs> You cradle robber. Cradle you. robber me. <laughs> so we talked about some of the commonalities of dating between the two generations. What about some of the differences? What have you seen? I think the the biggest one would be the way that we have met people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I True. was I started online dating when I was in college. So when I was halfway through college I had gone on one date and it was a walk in a graveyard in the mud. And I was like, oh, okay, God. That's I really hope. romantic. Exactly. Like, is this dating? So I was like, I really hope that dating is better than this. And so I went home for the summer and I signed up for J-Date. And it was very early on in the the online dating world. My parents were pretty scared for me, but they let me do it. Um, But since then, like online dating has felt pretty natural. So across time, I've tried most of the sites and apps and I met my boyfriend on Bumble. I had a really great experience with Bumble. So to me, that felt really natural. Mm -hmm. And Inez has tried online dating. What have you tried? We tried our time. We had to do a search for... Is uh, that an app? It's an app for seniors. Oh, wow. Which and I had to Google because I'm like, ah. Is, is it a like website? a website too? Or she tries something else and she goes, no, 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 that's not for you. What did you <laughs> try first? I tried Bumble. Bumble. <laughs> I, she I goes, was oh, hopeful. No, no. Yeah, they, they, they could almost be my grandchildren. I oh thought, my God. I, 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 no. So, so the Amanda 70 goes, plus pool is not big yeah, in Bumble. No. no. So she goes, <laughs> PSA. Not big. <laughs> Not their demographic. No, no. So you tried our time. Is that like, is the interface very similar? You swipe through people? Yes. No. It wasn't a swiping, but you can look at people and then message them. So we made a a profile for Inez that had no photos, no identifying information. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Just because I wanted you to be able to see, because I thought that if, you know, Inez could see someone that she thought was attractive, maybe Mm. she would be interested in trying Mm -hmm. it. And I gave her the screen name of Dancing Esmeralda, because why not, you know, giving her a cover. And so, Inez, you took a few weeks and you looked at people. Yeah, I looked at people. I I did. And I I thought, you know, one thing that surprised me a lot, yeah, there were a lot of older men, but one of the things that surprised me a lot is that they were all looking for a steady relationship. Mm. Some of the marriage, they mentioned even marriage, you know, they, you know, somebody that I can end my days with and stuff like that. Wow. And it scared me to death. Why now, is that scary? Yeah. Well, first of all, that's so, so opposite of what you find on any of like these apps I know, like Bumble or I Tinder. Know. Everyone's looking for something casual or no, maybe no, a relationship. No, 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 no. no So why did that scare you that these men were looking for a relationship? Because I thought before you decide that you're going to be with somebody for a long time, You better know them first, you know? So I thought me being the woman and them being the guys, that the guys would be more like swinging, you know, and I want (laughs) to just like dating here, dating there. No, 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 no. They were all looking for something steady. Okay. For a a girlfriend, a steady relationship, somebody I can share my life with. Is that something you were looking for? You know, no. Why why is that? for somebody to date. I don't know if I want to share my life with I don't mind dating somebody, but do I want to share my life with them? That's for me to decide later on. Besides, I might be dead by the time I decide <laughs> that. So, you know what I mean? A lot of them was a lot of commitment. Some mm-hmm. even said, you know, if you're not looking for a steady relationship or a serious relationship, don't contact me. Why do you think that's the case? Do you think they didn't have that? Because I know you were obviously married before, so that probably changes potentially. I think your... that it's twofold. Okay. I think one kind of man might have 
have been divorced and divorced again because at my age, at this age bracket, you could have been divorced twice. Mm -hmm. And then I'm still looking for the one that is going to end my days with me. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that was one thing. So they still believed in marriage they and still love believe and in marriage soulmate. and love. Yes, and soulmate. And, and the other widowers, mm -hmm. you know, like me, it was like, okay, I'm going to start it all over again now, but this time it's going to be good. I had a very good marriage. Some people don't. Right. They have been oh, married 40 years True. like I did, but miserable marriage. Got so it. now I'm going to get the right one. So would ah. you be open to someone again or you kind of close that chapter? No, no. Okay. I have nothing against guys, you know, but it, it needs to be the right one. Right. You know, and I don't think I need to be looking for them. If they show up, great. If they don't show up, my fr female friends that say that, you know, I would love to have what you had with, with your, your late husband. I never had that, but I did. I know how it is and it's great, but it takes time to build that. Right. 40 that. years. 40 For years. You. So I don't have that much time, guys. I'm 70. So. Well, people are know. living a lot longer these days. That's true, yeah. So you're dating purely for companionship. I'm dating to have a good time. To have a good time. good time. So I think that was a difference too, because Amanda, I'm assuming you're looking to start a life because you're yeah, age right. range. Yeah, that has been a difference for us is the time yes. horizon. So when I was last dating, I was looking to settle down. I wanted to get married and have kids. And so I was looking for someone who wanted that too, which as we know on the apps, not everyone is looking yeah. for that. Uh, and so <laughs> totally I found... Different. Unless right. you go totally on, uh, what totally is it called? Different. Our time. Our time. I, I did not try our time for any Hands single, la that. single like, ladies out like there. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. I feel like Amanda would clean up on our time. <laughs> so luckily, I didn't have to resort to our time. I found a really great guy on Bumble, age appropriate, age appropriate, yeah, yeah. who's yeah. also looking to settle down and great. have a family. So that that has definitely been a difference for us. And so I was kind of looking to screen out people who were less serious and more into hookups. And I think you know. Through meeting people, you've been screening for the nurse versus purse thing. And that was oh, a new phrase right. that you taught me. Right. Let's talk about, so that's like the third or fourth difference we want to talk about. It's intentions. What are people's intentions with dating? And so we know with modern dating, Amanda, mm -hmm. the intentions are not always consistent. Yep. Maybe they're having, you know, just want to have a good time. Maybe they're in between relationships. They're in transition. But then for you, Inez, the nurse and the purse. Let's, yes. let's talk that. about this theory. The nurse and the purse is like... At my age bracket, there are a lot of guys looking for somebody that is going to take care of them. Mm -hmm. They have some uh, or some physical problem or something that is not right with them that is not talked about. They start dating you for like a month, two months, and then you find out that this guy has like a huge heart problems or, so, mm. or something. And then you become the nurse. They're looking mm. for a nurse. They're looking for somebody to really take care of them. A caregiver. Exactly. A caregiver. And the purse, you know? I take. And the purse is like, you know, it's always good to find somebody that is financially independent mm. because, you know, my business didn't go so well, you know. And I'm not saying that all of them are like that. Right. I'm seeing that it happens and I have seen right. a lot of it. I have seen a lot of friends of mine that got into the situation of being the nurse suddenly or the purse. Yep. So you I guess know. that parallels us trying to weed out the players. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like we go. don't have to weed out the nurse of the purse. At yeah. Our I mean, 30s. Nobody <laughs> wants any nursing done right now. Right. <laughs> they are but players. Fast yeah. forward. Now we know. Yeah. It's good to know. You know, it's, it's just good to be aware of it. I think at the beginning of your dating, I think you guys, when you're young, when you go on a date, you, you assess certain things. Mm -hmm. When you're older and you go on a date, you also assert yep. certain things, different things yeah. because of the age difference. Like I love to dance. Mm -hmm. I can't go on a date with a guy that has huge problems with his knees. Right. Because yeah. he's, he's not going to be dance, mobile. Right. Interesting. So the same problems don't go away. The same vetting. It's just different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Different issues, but a similar process. Yeah. Interesting. What about sex? How's sex different? Let's take a quick break and talk about sex products. 
Seriously, have you looked at what condoms are made out of? They're usually made out of stuff that you would not want in your body. It's time for you to discover Lola like I did. It's a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, and liners. And they now offer sex products too. Unlike other major brands, Lola's women-focused sex products are formulated to deliver the sensation and reliability you deserve without unnecessary irritating additives. The Lola Personal Lubricant features a mess-free, one-click pump system with a water-based formula made with aloe vera and completely hypoallergenic. It's also gynecologist approved. And you've heard me talk about Lola condoms before because they are that good. They're made out of natural rubber latex and individually tested for contraception and STI protection. And of course, Lola is well known for their organic cotton BPA-free period products that are delivered right to your door. I'm a huge fan of Lola because I feel like they totally have me covered down there. For dateable listeners only, you get 40% off all subscriptions. Just visit mylola.com and enter the code dateable when you subscribe. That's D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E. All right, now back to the show. What about sex? How's sex different? We did have to have a conversation about safer sex when when you started to get more serious with someone. Yes. Amanda came to my house. So Amanda's the one telling you about safer sex. All right. Okay. Amanda (laughs) came to my house because I've been married for 40 years, right? So Amanda comes to my house and I'm dating this guy and it's getting more and more serious. And we're starting to talk. I think, you know, we're going to go to bed and blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And Amanda goes, Amanda comes to my house one day. She has like lube, condoms, and and she (laughs) says, what do you know about condoms? I'm like, she goes, no, 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 no. What do you know about condoms? And I go, nothing. <laughs> nothing? Nothing? Have so you used condoms before? No. Oh. Before your husband, were you with oh, anyone else? 40-year girls. When I started yeah. dating, it was the 60s. We were free. Fascinating. <laughs> You've never used condoms before now. Uh-uh. 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 Never. Never, ever. How? It was kind of nerve-wracking the first time, honestly, because it was new. Yeah. But when yeah, you, you know. slept with this man, did he have condoms? He brought condoms. He brought condoms. But I had my... Yeah, yeah, and we had to talk about STDs and yes. you know, talking with him about testing and all of that stuff. I just wanted to make sure that you were safe because I knew that the environment had changed since yep. you were last yeah, yeah, yeah. in this situation. I have condoms with me. You You're know. ready. I'm ready. I'm just <laughs> like, you know, because afterward, Amanda told me, I thought, mm, I better be ready. You got to try know? the Lola's. Yeah, oh, but yeah. I tell you one thing that is super cool. Amanda told me that after I dated this guy and we broke up, you know, and I went on a trip. Take your condoms with you because it's good for you to have the condoms, but it will also give you confidence. I didn't sleep with anybody when I went uh, on this trip, but it felt good that I was armored. I was, I was prepared. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I loved that. It was cool. It was cool. I think an important thing to note is that Inez gets approached by men a All lot. <laughs> so what's one thing, Inez, that you would say that baffles you about modern dating that you were just very surprised about? Well, ghosting was something that oh, yeah. really shocked me. Anything happened. else that comes yeah. to mind like that? Um, you know, flipping on your mm-hmm. phone for somebody, you know, that's like, you know, at that time there was not even, mm-hmm. you know, cell phones. Right. So that was another thing that is totally different. What about all the game playing or trying to read each other's minds and like waiting by your phone, waiting for someone to text you back? Mm. Is that pretty common or is that just, just waited for your, cell, your telephone to ring, your landline? Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. So no, 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 not even your telephone to ring because when I was a kid in Brazil, I did not have telephone. The first time that a TV was bought in my house, I was 15 years old. So what would you wait for them to show up on your doorstep? Well, you, up, see, yeah. you send little little notes in school to oh, each other. Oh, cute. Yeah. Yeah. And I take it this like dating around notion was probably not as big. Like, did you? Ha- not as big, but happen. And because there was no um, talk between parents and children about sex mm-hmm. at that time. Right. There were a lot of girls that were pregnant. Oh, wow. Without knowing anything about it there was no conversations about right. there was no sexual education let's put it this way in schools or anywhere yeah, there was no dateable know. podcast there was no, no. oh poor them so that was like yeah deprived yeah. <laughs> deprived <laughs> what else would they listen to 
know, how do they entertain themselves? How do they learn? And Amanda, what about you? What is yeah. something that you've learned about Inez and the way she dates that really surprises you? I think the way that Inez approaches the world is very refreshing and different than most of my peers. So Inez is really open and active to the world. So if we're on the bus together, Inez is making eye contact with people. What? On the bus? On the bus? Oh, That's how you people. get STDs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are bus drivers that know Inez. Like, you know, you're not on your phone. You don't have earbuds in. You're making eye contact with people. You're making small yeah. talk. There's a lot of informal, small connections that I think add up to a bigger sense of happiness and connectedness with other people simply by being present with the world. And I think for me, that's been a big example of another way I can choose to live my life of not really hiding in my own little microsphere with my phone, but really being open to the world and open to connecting with strangers. Because there's a lot of simple joy that comes with connecting with strangers. So Inez will often like compliment someone on their shoes or... You guys were talking to each other and I heard you saying that. And then I start talking to them and then, you know, we become friends. We have a cup of coffee together, you know. There's just so much fear with approaching strangers because on one hand, you have to go and make that initiative. On the other hand, the other person has to be receptive. And I think we live in a world where sometimes we may not even be receptive because it comes out of nowhere. You're just not expecting it. So how do you get over that fear? I think sometimes when you talk, when I talk to somebody and I say something, they are just like, well, first of all, sometimes they have to take their Yeah, that's what I do all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, and then I say something and they... And they're sort of like surprised, but uh-huh. at the same time, it's kind of almost like they like it. You yeah. know, how, how come this person noticed this right. is asking me this? You know, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily need to be a guy. Sometimes yep. another woman totally. or a girl or something, you know. And I think, um, it's, uh, like Amanda said, it's kind of refreshing for some yep. people that somebody actually that I do not know reach out and is saying something nice to me, not just complimenting on something, just asking something, you know. I notice I, I don't have any tattoos and I would never put a tattoo on myself, but I am fascinated with tattoos uh-huh. and the kids. And I notice that when I see a kid with a tattoo and I reach and I go, oh my God, I love your tattoo. It's called a sleeve, right? Oh, oh. Yeah, how'd you get this? And, that, and they go, oh, they explain everything mm, to me. Yeah. And I go, I got flex your muscle now. And they laugh, you know. Oh, so it's it. like it's a, it's a, it's human connection, yeah. right? You know what's so interesting? Because I feel like my mom always says this to me. She's like, how do you not know your neighbors? Like, how do you just not yeah. like talk yeah. to people? And I yeah. think there is like different generations. I think a lot of it's our phone and like just yeah. lack of it. But it's like... I think right now our generation so like all or nothing. It's like if I talk to someone out, it's like I'm trying to like hit on them or like do something yeah, extreme right, where it's right. like you can just have a conversation True. and it may not go anywhere. Like, right. but just that joy can like bring a lot and it just makes you approachable. You don't know where it could go. Let's hold that thought for a second. We'll get right back to it. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to ViaHemp.com and use the code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's ViaHemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from ViaHemp. This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. 
with a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets. But when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with Armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash datable. That is armoire.style, spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives, from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. <laughs> Wait, wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. But she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? And maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, a little bit of phobia, I think yeah, you guys have. Totally. A little phobia. Oh my God, now I'm going to have to answer. Now we're going to have to be friends or oh, she's going to come over to my house, you know, mm-hmm. and all of that stuff is right. unnecessary, right. I think. It's not going to happen. It really right. is not going to happen. You can just happen. have a five-minute All you're asking is, yeah. this, is this water and do you like it? Yeah. You know, yeah. that's all you're asking. But so. at the same time, we crave it online. We yeah. crave that online validation and that like and that swipe True. and yeah. that match. Yes. But in real life, we're so afraid of that connection. Yeah. And I think yeah. it feels a lot better in real life than oh, online. Yeah. It's more yeah. satisfying. Yeah. Totally. So, too, everybody, it can't be that everybody's so happy like they look on, on their Instagram. It yep. cannot be. No. Yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, the other day I saw this girl on the bus, you know, she sat beside me. She, she had tears in her eyes. Mm. I mean, she was crying. And I said, there's anything that I can do? Her dog had died. Oh, my God. It was just a simple thing. Her dog had died. She said, my dog died yesterday. And I'm like, Probably made her just So we talk about her dog. Tell me about your dog. She told me how her dog was and everything, how she got her dog and all that, you know. And I said, I have to tell you something. Don't go and get another dog immediately. Wait a little bit. Because otherwise you're substituting one dog for the other, and that's not fair. Yeah, you don't do that with people either. You lose one person that is dear to you. You wait a little bit to substitute, and she goes, "Oh, wow!" She got. I I was thinking about getting another one. Say, wait a little bit. To what bring a, a full circle, I response. feel like that's the advice that you gave me. Yes, you kind of whip yeah. a little bit. You don't go into yeah. one thing and after the other, after the other. You know, I I heard some people that date like five, six people in one week. I know it's exhausting. That's the norm. I know. Some do seven to ten. Oh my god! I wouldn't say it's the norm, but there's definitely people out How there don't that you guys get confused. You I just, know. You need a Excel spreadsheet. People yes. do the spreadsheets. That's You're a real kidding. thing. It's then a real I thing. think the part that I always question with that methodology is like how do you build a connection with anyone Anyone. when you're like so spread thin and like barely getting to know them so there's that that's my traditional side coming through yeah (laughs) we are straddling that line right we have these like traditional thoughts and then we have these like non-traditional thoughts and we're just trying to marry those two together to 
to live a life that we feel most comfortable with. And sometimes we don't actually know what we want. Right. We just, right. Like, we just try everything. Right. Which is a great segue. I'd love to talk about some of our takeaways from this whole conversation. One, I think we can learn, again, having different perspectives in our lives is so so, so interesting. So Julie and I went to South by Southwest and there was an amazing talk um, about diversity and inclusion. The main takeaway I got from that was if you really want to push for more diversity and inclusion in your work life, look at your personal life and look at your network. Who do you surround yourself with? Mm -hmm. Who are your friends? Who are you close to? If you are just friends with the same people who have similar interests, who are on board with your political stance, who just say yes, yes to everything you say, Everything you're not learning. It's the same. You're just friends with yourself. It's this diversifying perspectives and surrounding yourself with people from different generations, from different viewpoints. That's what pushes us forward as humankind. We were so drawn to your friendship because one, it's the age gap, but it's not really the age gap. It's just bring different perspectives. Inez, to me, you are like, I used to fantasize about writing the screenplay about an alien coming (laughs) coming onto Earth. (laughs) In the, in the, yeah, yeah, and then taking you on, got your leading lady <laughs> and taking on. I am from Mars, <laughs> and this alien would take on human form and have to date, and they are just so new at dating right. because they've never seen me yeah. like right. it, and they think everything's that absurd. Would be a good one, right? Yeah. They think everything's absurd. Like, like why is this exciting? Going, yeah, like, right, right, right. and then they like. Yeah. It, yeah, if if someone goes to them, they would they would think there was something genuinely wrong with them and show up at their door and be like, "Are you is everything are you okay? okay?" Right? Yes, yeah. Yes, so yes. you you embody what I think is like give, giving this fresh perspective to dating. Mm-hmm. And then Amanda, I feel like you're like an old soul. Like oh, she I, is. She I feel is. like you giving Ines advice is just the most beautiful thing ever. <laughs> like this whole s- oh, I totally sex. trust her. I know it's I amazing. Totally amazing. Her. If she says something, you know, I. Be very quiet and listen very carefully. Oh yeah, oh, you need to be schooled. Yes, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. But it just shows yeah. you that you can get support and perspectives from people you may never expect totally. in your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it, it's just so refreshing to yes. know that you can yeah. find support yes. in so many different forms. Yeah. I think my biggest takeaway is like, we always talk about on the show, like the only person you can control is yourself. Like shit happens in dating all the time. You get ghosted. Someone doesn't want a DTR, whatever it may be. Yeah. But I think the other big thing is like, you need friends. Yeah, absolutely. And like, those are the people that you go to when you're upset. Those are the people you go to to talk through and learn about new things. And I think like, whatever the age gap, it doesn't even matter. Like the fact that you can have those conversations with people that have your best interests in heart yeah. is really the support you need to get somebody through dating. That you trust. Exactly. That, you trust. that you wants you happy. Yep. That you can vent to and everything. It's like, it's so important. Very much so. Do you guys have any other takeaways from just like a whole different generation? of dating that you guys have encountered. One takeaway that I have is that age ultimately isn't as important as we might think it is. So a lot of people presume that Inez and I might not have anything to talk about or why are we friends? What do we have in common? But we have a whole lot in common, including things to talk about in our dating and relationship lives. So people think it has to be this differentiator, but we really haven't found that to be true. That's a really good point too, because we've talked to guests too that are very fixated on age, like men, wanting younger women and I think so much of it is energy and that is like you have like energy that is probably far exceeding my energy yeah the <laughs> alien energy where do you come from so it really is like so much of it comes down to the person I think that's like the end of the day that right. age is just a number and it really comes down to the person the individual energy yeah, yeah I mean I will say because I was in a relationship with someone 12 years older than oh, myself true. and now that's I'm true. in a relationship with someone 3 years older than myself and I did find I do find that my boyfriend and I have more commonality in what we're looking for and where we are in our lives mm, that leads uh-huh. to less friction in our relationship than I That's had with point. my boyfriend who was yeah. older. So I think in terms of longer term goals, sometimes it can be helpful. Right. But in terms of friendships, the it fact that we're different ages, I think helps yeah. us. It helps right. us. It gives you yes. different perspective. Yes. My late really husband was the same yeah. age as I, as I am. So it was our goals, exactly what Amanda said. Our goals, everything was the same. 
you know, mm -hmm. because we were the same age, yep. same right. generation, same expectations of life, same everything. When he died, I had to, not that I changed, but I had to look at things in a different way. I had to find new parameters in life. Mm -hmm. And I think new parameters in life for me were very good because of my personality. Some people do not like to find new parameters and right. then they go into themselves. You know, I'm just staying home. I'm not going to go right, out. Right. I do not want to talk to other people because everybody's so different than I yep. am. For me, it was very interesting. I like that. Yep. But I know a lot of people around my age that do not like that. They would not be here with you guys. Yeah. You know? No, it's very so, true. Yeah. What you just said, like, be, like making the most of the situation too and like living life. Yeah. No was, matter your age. Yeah. When I became, when I was a widow, I was 62. I was not dead, you know. I mean, it's just like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not going to stay home every night watching TV. That's boring. Right. You have to change. You have to, Okay new brain you know <laughs> the other side of my brain same thing with her after she let go of this guy new brain you know started dating a new guy and her life is fat my life is fat <laughs> the part that i find most relatable also most fascinating in this conversation is we spent so much of our time on this podcast talking about finding the one finding love but we never talk about what happens after you found mm -hmm. that person and they are gone right and i think right. you've shed some light into this where maybe you found this person already you don't need to find this person again you've right. been through it and now you're just at a different point of your life or just looking yep. for fun having a yep. good time right. and right. if someone else is on board with that then you guys will click very well Great. but it's yeah. also very similar to some of my divorce friends who said I had a good enough marriage. It didn't last forever, but you know, we gave it our best. Mm -hmm. And now I'm not looking for marriage again because I've been through it. Right. I've done it. Right. And for someone like me who've never been married, who's never been in that situation, I still want it. Yep. So I wouldn't be suitable for someone like that, right? Because right. I still I still want that thing. And maybe once I right. find it, I don't need it again. Right. 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 Yeah. Well, it's a good point too that like no matter what stage you have something, like things can change all the time. Yeah. True. Like True. someone that met someone right in college and never actually experienced dating, right. who knows, in their later life for whatever reason right. may actually be thrown back into the dating pool. And I also think I mentioned when we did our conversation at the wing, if you had a happy marriage for 40 years and then you start dating again it would be very unfair to the new person to the new date yeah. for you to expect to have the same thing that you yeah, had right. with a person that you dated since you were a kid right yeah. you know what i mean it's not fair you cannot build 40 years of a lifetime into a new relationship after three months yeah. oh he's not like my late husband of course he's not like your late husband you oh my know, you're God. dating him for four that's four so years even people that have been dating for like a couple years, I think about that, like yeah. comparing them because it's, it's like fair. the different, I can't even imagine 40 years. No, 40 years. I have that That's very clear in my head yeah. that I would never find another Alan Wilson. No. Anybody else that I would find would be another person. Yep. When they become widow or widowers, they do that. Oh, she's not like, um, she's not like this. She, of course she's of course not. not. Of yeah. course not. You People know? do that even when they break up with someone. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Not fair. You're just finding yeah. a new person. Yes. yes. And Amanda, have you introduced Ines and your boyfriend? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So great. You, you've all met. Oh, yeah. And Ines has met other people I've dated too. So she really has the perspective I on the know. landscape. Yeah. Okay. So yes. first I want to hear better Ines, off. What you, She's better off with this one. With this I one. Like okay. This so one. The, like this that's one. your opinion of this of this new boyfriend yes. or new newer boyfriend. Yes. And Amanda, what does your boyfriend think of Ines? Oh, he loves seeing Ines. <laughs> <laughs> the three of us had a great have a great time together. We've been on double dates together. Ooh, yeah, yes. we double dated. Yeah, which has yes. also been fun. Yeah, but and yes. he really respects and values our friendship, so he wants to make sure that I have time to see Inez because he knows how important our friendship Aww. is to me. And that's one of the things that I really like about him. You know, he's not jealous of me. He knows we're yeah. good friends. Yeah. And sometimes Amanda comes over, you know, to spend Sunday a Sunday with me. He goes and does his own thing. And yeah. he, you're you know, not competition. No. 
I'm not competition. He knows I love her. He knows I love him. He knows I love them as a couple. You know, I'm not competition. I'm just her BFF. Yeah. It's a different relationship yeah. that you need to nurture also. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and I think our relationship has been able to fluctuate over time because when True. we were both single, we were, you know, we spent a lot of time together. We traveled all over the world mm. together. We texted every night, you know. Aww. So, you know, when in, in Amanda was really cute because once she started dating and it started getting more serious, she told me one time, I, f- I feel that I'm like not as much with you and I'm not texting Aww. you as much. And she was like really I had real caring. sadness about it. I she was worried. Was. Yeah. And I said, I said, uh-uh, I knew this was going to happen. She goes, you did? I said, of course I did. I said, when are you going to be texting me at night when you have this fabulous man beside you? Yeah. Are you kidding me? You know? Because I wouldn't be texting you. I wouldn't be texting you. Hello, girl. You but know. as long as you don't ditch them completely. Yeah, yes. exactly. Exactly. It's just like everything else in life. It took a new turn. It's an yeah. evolution yes, of a friendship. Yes, yes. So cool. now it's a good time to go into our rapid fire questions. Normally, we have one question of the day, and then we have everyone kind of pitch in. But today, we're going to do rapid fire, where we have four scenarios. I'm going to do Amanda first, and Inez, and Amanda, and then Inez. There's four questions. And you have like 10 to 15 seconds to give your two cents of what you think this person should do. Yeah? Okay. okay. This is a theoretical person. Yeah. The, um, well, there are people that these, wrote in. These are but... based on real situations. Ah, okay. Ah. Okay. This should be fun. This should be fun. Ah, but remember... Okay. Rapid fire. So for Amanda, my girlfriend is just around the same age as my daughter. I love her very much, but I can't get over the looks and the whispers as we walk down the street. How can I overcome this awkward feeling? I think this person should ask himself whether he really feels comfortable with the fact that his girlfriend is the same age as the daughter. Because if he really does, I think, you know, embrace the security. Um, but it sounds like some genuine introspection has to come. Fabulous. Do you feel like you're on like a pageant? <laughs> <That's my laughs> final question. And now to you, Ines. Okay. Uh, this question. I went on several great dates with a guy and then he just totally ghosted. No warning. We even made plans to hang out that weekend and he just never texted me back again. What should I do? Find another guy. (laughs) (laughs) Move on. Move on. That was like, what, two seconds? I love it. Good job. Amanda, my parents have a hard time accepting my boyfriend because he has been divorced twice. I know his intentions are genuine with me and I love him very much, but I also value my parents' opinion and need their approval. How should I go about doing that? I would be interested in having a conversation with your parents about what are the real concerns. So he's been divorced twice, but are there concerns about commitment? Are there concerns about time horizon? And really see if you can address the specific concerns below that divorce twice label. Love it. Go beyond the surface. That was mm-hmm. good. I mean, I love that was that. very good. That was deep. This is deep. Very, very deep. deep. Very She's deep. She's taking the title. So I want to give quick shout outs to um, why we're here today, what brought us all together. So Amanda Inez were speaking at The Wing for an organization called Circle, which is all about intergenerational networking. And they put on a lot of events in New York. And that event was their first one in San Francisco. Extremely successful. So glad that we um, were able to meet there. So I just want to give those two organizations a shout out. And for anyone interested, you guys are in the new, like you're, you're published, you know, like there's stories written about you two. And how can people find out more about your friendship? You can follow us on Instagram at across ages, mm. all one word. And then there's articles that we've written about our friendship on man repeller and age. Just. Ooh, awesome. Not we written. She wrote. Great <laughs> writer. <laughs> and you supported her. I am all totally of supportive of her. It, yes. We also posted on Datable Podcast mm-hmm. and then slash videos. You can also just go to datablepodcast.com. The videos from the Circle event at mm-hmm. the wing. So you can hear Ines and Amanda give their talk there. And you can also hear UA do her talk at that event. Yes. And it this was, it was a great evening. Mm-hmm. It really was. And this you to see them in person. I think the <laughs> dynamic of in person it's is so great. Fantastic. And just their outfits in general. You just have to see what they're wearing. Yeah, like, and a lot I'm of leopard going on. A lot in of case leopard. you guys are not sure, I'm the one with the white hair. <laughs> <laughs> in case you can't tell. In case you can't tell. But this video has been circulating Brazil. And that's yes, why yes, I'm famous in Brazil. You're so big in Brazil <laughs> just right because now. Big, 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 big yeah. in Brazil. <laughs> so get, get her autograph before it gets to her head. 
Before she's the star of your Martian movie. She's been practicing. Audition. I am from Mars and I am on the Apple. Oh my gosh. Ghosted. It's like dancing Esmeralda lands on Earth. I can it's picture it now. green. <laughs> I can see it now. It's oh, get that screenplay going. Nobody, nobody, <laughs> don't steal that idea. That's <laughs> no, no. I love that idea. Right? right. I'm writing this screenplay. We got proof now. We got proof. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Proof. Nobody tried proof. to steal that. Nobody tried to steal that or my main girl from from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for listeners at home, you've heard all the great ways you can connect with them with Amanda and Inez, but you can also connect with us as well. We can always make the introductions you can find us at datablepodcast.com and did you know if you go on our website you can just play the episode straight from our website i know some of you are just getting into podcasting and some of you have been podcasting or listening to podcasts for a long time the easiest way to listen to our podcast is just to go on datablepodcast.com and you just press the play button everything's free and everything's laid out for you yeah it's super simple any more age talks we always love Ooh, yes conversations about age or ageism ageism is a good one too oh, yeah. yes Very oh i can one. talk forever oh, yeah, about that yeah, going yeah, from yeah, yeah. dating dating as a 30 year old to dating as a 35 year old to dating in your late 30s i mean just a drop off in what you see <laughs> as your options ageism is a good one but also age gap when it comes yeah. to dating, are you dating someone much older or younger than you? We love to hear that story as well. The challenges mm-hmm. that you have to overcome. Pretty much any topic related to dating, we want to hear from you and have as a guest on our show. So reach out to us at datablepodcast.com. <laughs> We're going to wrap this up. Stay dateable. Your action item for this week is to look at the people you surround yourself with and think about what you can learn from them. The best way to approach anything in life is to hear diverse perspectives from people who are very different from you. Heck, that's exactly why we started this podcast. We are surrounded by wisdom and knowledge, especially from people of different generations, upbringings, and cultures. Maybe next time you hang out with the people who are very different from you, make it a point to learn something new from them. Want to continue the conversation? First, tag us in any post with hashtag StayDateable. Then head on over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching services with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. To connect with us, find Datable Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're also downloadable on Spotify, iTunes, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable.